I'm Francis Tessia Burns, and this is Up and Comers, a podcast where we focus on the young people that make up Eastern Ontario. This week on the show, we have Danny Norris. He's 27, originally from Vankley Kill, and uh, we actually had him on our previous podcast about three months ago. He was getting ready to go down to Toronto to do some tests to see if he was eligible to be put on a lung transplant list. You see, Norris has been living with cystic fibrosis his whole life. Since we've had him on, he went down to Toronto, did the tests, was put on the list, and came back to essentially wait for the call, which he got not much longer afterwards, and went back down to Toronto and received a double lung transplant. I caught up with him between a couple of follow-up appointments, and that's where we pick up my conversation with Danny Norris. Officially listed on March 3rd, uh, put on the transplant list, so I could receive a call anytime after that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was here for a month and a half, and then I went back home uh, in the middle of April, Easter weekend actually, and I continued my rehab in Ottawa. And then on May 25th, I got the, the call for, uh, that they had a pair of lungs for me. And everything uh, worked out. A lot of people get false calls, and uh, it was my first call, and everything worked out. The lungs were good for transplant, and uh, so the night of May 25th, I was able to get my transplant. How? Uh, so, so you got the actual call itself on May 25th, and you were still in Ottawa. Yeah, I was at home. Okay. Uh, on May 25th, around one o'clock. And I went into the surgery at 9:30 at night. Wow, can you uh, can you maybe explain like what that felt like getting that call? Uh, I was I was shocked because uh, like I know the average waiting time is about six months usually on the list, and I was only about two and a half months. Wow. So I wasn't overly expecting it right away, but uh, it was definitely a shocking call. I was. A bit excited. I was excited, but definitely nervous uh, to see how uh, things turned out. But so far, so it's been good, and definitely excited for the future uh, opportunities it could lead to. Yeah, no doubt. Did you already have uh, have bags packed up, or did you have to kind of do all that on the fly? Yeah, so it took about five and a half hours for us to drive here. We all had a bag packed, a go bag. Okay. So I drove up here with my mom and my uh, wife, and. Uh, it went pretty smoothly. It was raining that day, but uh, the roads weren't too bad. So, so you get to the hospital, and were you kind of whisked away to a room right away, or did you have to wait? Or uh, yeah, you get here and you register, and then they they take you upstairs and like they start uh, IV and like IV antibiotics, and they give you the first dose of your rejection meds. Oh, okay. And, uh, they make sure that you don't have a like a cold or a flu or anything right now. And then they uh, wait because they have to go retrieve the donor lungs. And uh, once they're uh, fit for a transplant, uh, you can go in. I, uh, I I got to the hospital around 6.30. And uh, they decided the surgery was a go around 9. And I was brought to the, sur- uh, the surgery around 9.30. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty fast considering. <laughs> yeah, 
uh, sometimes it could be longer, but it uh, it went really smooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it. Uh, how uh, how long? Do, well, do you know how long maybe donor lungs can last before they? Uh... They have a new machine. It's called the uh, ECMO machine. They say it can be up to twelve hours uh, now, depending. Uh, the lungs I got, they didn't. They were in really good shape, so they actually. Uh, didn't even be, be put on the machine, so they can, like it was th three hours, I think, for my lungs. The uh, person passed away around seven. Okay. And uh, I started, I got my, around 10 or 11. Mm -hmm. they, pro they probably put the lungs in me, so. Wow. How long did, did the surgery last overall? Uh, I started at 9.30 and I was done at 4 a.m., Okay. Holy crap! That's yeah. uh, that's a long time. Yeah, it's uh, definitely. They say anywhere between six and twelve hours, depending on if, if there's any complications. Mm -hmm. Mine went uh, mine went fairly smoothly. So, um, did uh, <laughs> this is a bit of a weird question, but uh, how do you consider? the lungs now like do they f really feel like they're a part of you is it do you f feel different in any way kind of along that way uh yeah that was well, just the ability to breathe like i'm able to breathe now is just such a such a great thing i've i've had trouble basically all my life yeah yeah so it's been a big change but like with the incisions and like i don't have much feeling in my like my chest right now like I still like they cut ner they cut nerves and stuff like that, so it takes a while for the feeling to come back. But mm -hmm. definitely, like it's uh, the incisions are sore and stuff, but the breathing it's just it tops everything. So there's not too much to complain about. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Um, you you mentioned having your wife Mariev there, and uh, I remember last time we chatted, you mentioned that she had gone through this procedure uh, before. Yeah. So how how was it having her by your side throughout that whole time? Well, definitely having her, like, she was able to, when we came here, she was able to even tell me, like, what I was going to do and where to go. And just that experience was definitely reassuring. And to see how well she's doing gives you that confidence because... Unfortunately, it always doesn't go the best for some people, but yeah. seeing her and having her there as a, a as a role model, seeing her doing so well is definitely a confidence booster going into it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you, you touched upon this a little bit already, but can you kind of describe how your breathing is now versus what it was before? Well, a big change is coughing. Like at, at nighttime, I used to cough all the time and wouldn't maybe get the best sleep but it's just it's so peaceful at night like my wife says it's, it's hard to it's a lot more quiet and you you never know she's always making sure i'm still breathing because i'm so <laughs> quiet now yeah <laughs> and uh just walking like uh, we're, we're we're living in toronto right now and walking to the the store is no problem and stairs stairs before we're it was like climbing a mountain, but now it's just uh, no problem. An everyday easy thing for me. Mm -hmm. This has been a huge, huge uh, change. How do you think it's going to affect your broomball career? 
not too sure. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I'll get a little better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if my, my skills will get better, but hopefully I'll be able to run a little longer. And, so. A couple longer shifts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you mentioned living in Toronto. How, uh, how long are you there for? Uh, here for three months. So hopefully, uh, if everything goes well, I'll be coming home Labor Day weekend in September. Okay. And is, is the that plan just, right now? Is that for monitoring or things like that? Yeah, I have to do monitoring and physio. I'm in the gym three times a week. And then there's lots of other appointments for medication and breathing tests and stuff like that. Um, what are, I guess, what are some of the potential risks uh, going more long term? The, well, the big risk is rejection. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm taking a lot of... Uh, rejection medication now so that's the big thing right now is adjusting the medication to because it's hard on other things in the body like your kidneys and stuff yeah yeah yeah. and uh rejection is a big thing that they monitor that's why they really monitor in the first three months and with the rejection meds i'm immunosuppressed so i really have no immune system yeah so i really have to be cautious of uh germs and bacteria and stuff like that because uh, my immune system is very low. But uh, those are basically the two main things. And uh, besides that, it's just adjusting the meds is the big thing right now, mm-hmm. trying to get the right combination. Can you, uh, you mentioned having physio and having appointments. Can you kind of take me through what I guess an average day is for you right now to, to kind of, because I figure you're still kind of trying to get stronger and, and readjusting yeah, uh, still. Well, uh, average day with physio, I uh, I go to the gym and do 20 minutes on the bike, uh, 20 minutes on the treadmill. Then there's a, a weight program. I can't lift anything over 10 pounds for okay. the first three months. Uh, so there's a small weight program and then stretching, getting the body more flexible because it's pretty stiff. And uh, then I'll also have a clinic appointment. I do a breathing test called a pulmonary function test Okay. to show how well my lungs are working. Uh, before transplant, I was at 25%, and today I did my second one, and I've, I'm already at 84%. <laughs> wow. With, with the new lungs, and, that's, and I'm still not able to push too much because of the restriction of the pain, but uh, it's, such a, it's a huge change already, so... I can't, I can't, I, I seriously cannot imagine, like, the, the no, difference for you. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really hard to describe, it's just, I don't know any other feeling in the world that would be like this. Yeah, you know? I feel like, I want to tear my sinuses out after, like, <laughs> having two days of a stuffy nose or something, and then, like, coughing yeah. up, and I, I can't imagine, like, having that cleared if that's all you've ever known it's uh, yeah uh, it's 20, 27 years and I wasn't too bad when I was young but the last couple of years it's been uh, it's def- definitely been tiring and uh, just to get this relief it's been such a such a grateful thing mm-hmm. does this uh, go again doing research into to people with CF um, usually their life expectancy is a little bit shorter. With the new lungs, does that extend your, your life at all? With the lung transplant, uh, 
there's it's still like uh, I think it's ten years is sixty percent survival. I think. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying. I'm wondering kind of if it's affected you kind of on a personal level, personality level, as opposed to just physical. This has definitely given me the opportunity to feel like I can hopefully travel with my wife and go on our honeymoon and uh, just do every everyday things without with a lot more ease. And I look forward to definitely possibilities of golf, golfing more, able to walk the golf course, uh, just enjoy all the little things that much more in life. And yeah, absolutely. I'd love to go to go for a, a round of golf with you one day. Oh, that'd be that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds good, man. <laughs> do you have a Do you have a location already set up for the honeymoon? No, we're uh, we're gonna wait uh, for the first three months to make sure everything is good, and then uh, we're looking at a few different things, but. We're just excited to get the chance now. So Yeah. Thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. Yeah, for sure. No problem. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can visit us at thereview.ca. And to get in touch with comments, questions, or ideas, you can visit our Facebook page or Twitter account at VKH Review. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.